found us. What about this idea? Gotta listen to this show. Why? Because it's about the hearts and minds of entrepreneurs. <laughs> oh, nailed it. I didn't even look at the nailed wall. Nailed it. I didn't even look at All the right, wall. All right, listen, honestly, this is a show. It's different than other shows about entrepreneurship. It's real. It's real. Real stories. Is it? We tend to talk very real. <laughs> and it. so do our guests. So come have fun with us. Ready? I am so ready. We're ready. <laughs> already asked me. Did I ask you enough times? <laughs> I'm still ready. Okay, good. All right. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to What About This Idea? What about I, this idea? Okay, I, are we going to practice saying it in, in different ways, or are we over that? We did it one time. It's done, right? I, don't, I, still haven't, I still haven't really settled on the way that we're saying it. Okay. I mean... I got entrepreneur down, but I don't have what about this idea. You know... What about this idea? Even though it's the show about entrepreneurialism, right? Yeah. That that word entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurially, these are going to trip me up for, uh, I mean, forever, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funky word. Let's see how many words we can make up with the word entrepreneurial-ish. Entrepreneurial-ish. I like ish. I've never heard that one. Itis, entrepreneur itis. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. I like that. <laughs> all right. Well, here we are. We uh, we're in. This is. Uh, we're not going to number our shows yet because I don't know the order that we're going to release them. So that's a good idea. Is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is just another show. This here is, it is just one of many. I'm going to do this really quick because uh, I've gotten this feedback from my other shows that if you're new to this show, what is it? It is a show about entrepreneurial thinking. It's not much more complicated than that. And entrepreneurial thinking um, can happen, I mean, it could mean that you start a business, could mean that you take an idea and build a product. It could mean that you are in a business and you're the annoying person who's always asking, what about, what this, about idea? this idea? Hey guys, hey, hey, what, hey. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my God, we got to get rid of that person. <laughs> Uh, it could mean that you're a mother at home and you're thinking entrepreneurially in the way that you're dealing with your household. Exactly. So there are lots and lots of ways to uh, employ the fancy French. We're still going with it's French. That's We must be. Did uh, we even bother to look it up no, yet? That no, that would be, okay. take some extra work. So, send we, in, we've got a professor. In, no, we've got a professor of oh, entrepreneurialism so coming in. That's perfect. Yeah, entrepreneurship. Um, at, for, from the, they can explain it. I agree. Who better, right? I mean, not us. You know, it would be sad as if they don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's let's hold their feet to the fire over it. That's and, right. Yeah, see if they do know. I would hope at the professorship level <laughs> that you would have some idea of the origin of the word. I think we could just make it up. Like, it starts with entra. Like, isn't that like enter? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay, let's get away from this. We've got a guest. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about our guest. Uh, Calandra Reverine. You are our guest today on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, thank you for coming in. This is uh, you. I know. So I told you at the outset, we don't do, I don't personally look up very much. I saw an interesting article. I didn't even bother to read the article. I don't even know which one you saw. Something about a shop that you're opening up. Okay. Right? Okay. And, and its potential impact and how that works mm-hmm. and everything. And, but I was like, mm, that's someone I think would probably be fun to talk to. So let's get her on the show. So here you are. Okay. Thank you. So. And I do a little bit of studying. 
Um, so I did read an article about your story and I am just in awe that you would come hang out with Sam and Juliet today because fair enough. I agreed. <laughs> I, I mean, it is, it is, your story is pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to tell us a little bit about your story? The pieces that you want us to know? Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. An overview, right? Let's hear it. Let's what's, what's going on. <laughs> what are you doing? So, so I moved here in uh, 98 from Milwaukee. <clears throat> I moved here um, as a single parent. Um, my son was four and um, I was on welfare. I was on section eight and um, no school in uh, Wisconsin would accept me for law school. Okay. So you'd already <clears throat> done undergraduate yes. and you had, so you had the requirements to get uh, into a law school, but no school in Wisconsin would accept it. Correct. Why not? Correct. You know, Wisconsin's I don't, a weird place. It, it, Wisconsin is a different place. It is. I mean, I grew up in Madison, so I can say that. I, oh, you're a cheesehead too. Yeah. Well, okay. partially. <clears throat> so my, my family was split. My folks were divorced and, and one here in Minnesota and one in Wisconsin, but I, I love Wisconsin. You're over in Wisconsin. Yeah. I love Wisconsin. <clears throat> go pack, go. But it is a different place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Milwaukee is. is not necessarily the, like, known for it, its uh, diversity. Well, I mean, it's not known for how good it treats people in a certain way. Yeah. When I moved here, it was number one as the most segregated city yeah. in the nation. Yeah. Weird. And in Wisconsin, Re- of all places. Really weird. Yeah. And I remember I didn't get into UW-Madison okay. law school. And I called the president and I said, hey, why didn't you accept me? Yeah. And he said, we just don't believe you're ready for matriculation because you're a single parent. Matriculation? <clears throat> can, can you explain yes. this word to me? Shit, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I just know well, he what said a dickhead no. thing to say, though. Yeah. <laughs> can we just back up the bus to you calling the president and asking him why they didn't accept no. you? <laughs> now, to be fair, did you get D's? <laughs> I did, I, you know, I actually did really well. And, um, you know, I was the executive director of the University Legal Clinic. I had won the university award. Um, I started this huge protest when my son was like one year old. Can I tell you this story really quick? Yeah, please of course. do. We're not, we're not was, here for linear stories. It, it, <laughs> we don't know what that is. No. So it was it was in the media. Um, it's, it's a little crazy. So um, I went to this beauty supply store. Um, and at the time, it was called Capital Court. It was like everything's got a name like capital something every, or other in Madison. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. So um my son was like well, one or two years old and I had my cousin with me and he's in the car with my son. So I go into this beauty supply store and I'm just standing in line. And um the people who owned the store were of Asian descent. All the shoppers were black. You know, you had the the weave. And one thing about black people, you know, we're going to get our hair done. Mm-hmm. Like next time you see me, I'm going to have a different hairstyle. I promise okay. you. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm waiting there in line and there was a pregnant woman standing in front of me. She was about six months pregnant. And the cashier accused her of stealing. Mm. And she was insistent. I didn't steal anything. I have my receipt. So they got into this huge argument, and he came around the register, and he slapped her. Oh, yeah. That's and, a And, yeah. So I grabbed a jar of hair grease, <laughs> and I put it in a bag, and I twisted, and I hit him. <laughs> oh, you made, my You goodness. made a makeshift weapon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so far, I'm just so in love with you. I love this. 
nobody would help her. Yeah. And once I did that, um, other people started to help because the other cashiers came. So she was black and he was Asian? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then other people, they either started fighting or started looting. And oh my gosh, you it was, a riot. It was, I, I kind of did. I kind of did. And <laughs> that store was trashed. Okay. Okay. And what do you mean trashed? Like people were stealing, running out, stealing, be, beating up cashiers, fighting. And yes. Yeah. And were you standing there just as <laughs> I was still swinging the bag. Just, just and so trying to make your... my way out. Cause my son is in the car say... with my cousin and I'm thinking, what did I just do? So <laughs> that's entrepreneurial though. It's it, very it entrepreneurial is. of you. It is. <laughs> What about this idea? No, Calandra, that's not a good idea, maybe. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, you, you defended so, someone, though. I, I did. So at the time, there was um, a morning show on the radio called Word Warriors. And it was Michael McGee, who at that time um, was the leader of the Black Panthers in Milwaukee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And his co-host was Teju. So I called into the radio, and I told them what happened. And they said, well, sister, what you want to do? Before I knew it, I said, let's march. And I'm thinking, (laughs) so he says, what time do you want us there? (laughs) And our audience. (laughs) And Uh, and an activist is born. Yes. And that's right. Four o'clock. Yeah. Just picked a time out of the air. (laughs) I just picked a time. And I got out there at four o'clock with my son in a stroller. And there were about 50 people there. And we started marching that store and the police came and they said, well, you got to, you got to keep it moving because (laughs) the law was you can't, you couldn't stand on the sidewalk. So we kept marching and we did it for an hour and a half every day. And if you cross the picket line, we would read your license plate on the radio (laughs) and say, say, tell your neighbor, your relative, don't cross the line. I even did it to my grandmother. She crossed the line. And you, and you, you set her license plate? I, I did. And she was hollering out the window, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I said, Grandma, if you cross that line, I'm going <laughs> to... Grandma, you did. get back in that car. Yes. Yes. So there were... State Nobody's rep- safe. <laughs> That's right. There were state representatives that came out, and it was so many people in the community. And we did it for a year and a half. And after the woman had the baby... They showed up with the news cameras, and she introduced me to her baby. And I, I just, I never forgot. So I was thinking, oh, maybe that's why I didn't get into well, it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're a bit of a rebel rouser. Uh, we're um, not letting you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I applied to Mitchell, William Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good school. And I got a scholarship. Of course. Oh, not only did you get in, you got a scholarship. Yes. That's because Minnesota's better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know that it's better or worse. I figured they didn't see the new special. <laughs> it was a little far away from where that was. Now, one thing you said, uh, I didn't realize. Now, I've been part of a lot of protests and things, and I had no idea why people walk in a circle. Like, why are we walking in a circle? It's because oh. you can't stand. You can't stand. Loitering. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. 
There's an actual law against yes. loitering, yes. but there isn't against walking yeah. around the block. <laughs> I had no, I, I did not understand why we were walking in a circle. Oh, they walked in a circle, but I had no Wait, idea. I should let the legal, legal scholar answer these questions. No, let's just make it up. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got through a few Well, they things. turned it into like a health walk. Because yeah, well, people you start losing weight. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good for you to walk. So how, how many days did you say this went on? A year and a half. A, a year, year and a half. For yeah. This moment of you going into this store and yeah. whacking someone with a hair. Yeah. Hair grease. Yeah. yeah. Right upside his head. For <laughs> right, a year right, and a half. Long. Every a day a half. you showed up at four o'clock in March. Every day. Every day. And we nicknamed the store. It was called Beauty Island. We nicknamed it Booty Island. <laughs> and, and this is all because of, and I, I want to get to the larger reason. Right? Uh, well, yeah. This is fun, though. Uh, yeah, it's super fun. Um, what, would, what would the demand of the group have been? You know, like, like so on day one, it was because of maltreatment. Mm-hmm. And, and this presumably and and racism goes a lot of different directions right mm-hmm. so maybe the asian folks uh, i think what you're saying at the core of this is there was racism from the asian folks against their own black clientele mm-hmm. right and and so was the was the aim to have that store under different ownership was it for them to acknowledge that the things that they'd done for them to just appreciate the clientele that came in and and you know, we're patrons of the store. I don't, I don't know what the end goal was. So at the time, my minor was Africology. So I was learning about the billions of black dollars that we spend every year. So what I wanted was I wanted black people to stop spending their money here. At places that don't appreciate Ex- you as a client. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And in turn, once they realize the financial impact black people have, they will start treating us better. You would hope. You yeah. would hope. Well, in hope. turn, black people being able to understand their power of purchase. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now this being a show about entrepreneurship, I think that's where we get into like stories like this and lessons yeah. like this are good, yeah. actually, because you would want, you know, I, I, I'm i sort of a I love all the kids kind of person. It's just who I am by yeah. nature, right? But, <laughs> But you would want every kid to grow up feeling not only a part of their community, but like that they have the opportunity to go start their own stores. You would want them to, you would want people that they can look up to, to be modeled on shows like this on, on everything. Right. Like you, and, and it, I guess, you know, in part with the election of, I'll get a little weird here for a second, but with Barack Obama being for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just I'll came right out of my again. mouth. <laughs> just so surprising. Couldn't, couldn't help. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I deserve it. No, but I mean, I, I happen to have grown up. I, I, I tell this story quite a bit, but I worked at Filio in Uptown, which you, I don't know if you you might not have been here to know Filio. When um, my husband has actually. Um, talked about Filio. He used to work there. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, he can attest to this. It was a total melting pot. No one, you couldn't be weirder. You couldn't be weird enough to be weirder than the other people there. So no one cared. So there was there, like, it was devoid of what I, as a kid, saw as like racism and stuff. You yeah. know, it was like the place where everyone could just be themselves. Yeah. And then we've got a black president and I kind of think that things are like all trending in the right direction. And then the last few years, I'm like, oh, shit, they're not necessarily trending in the right direction. They are, but they're, um, 
it's more complicated than that, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah. So you were fighting. I mean, this would have been a time when, uh, when a lot of those stores weren't under black ownership. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And has that changed? It has not. It hasn't changed necessarily. Yeah. Um, you have more black people who have opened up businesses, but unfortunately, that store that store is still there. Okay. Um, but I move here with my son. I go to law school, and um, my mother actually moves from Las Vegas um, to help me. And once I graduated and passed the bar, no one would hire me. Um, <laughs> what you know, is going on? I well, could, think, I could imagine how much you'd have to prove yourself. A job. I um, I, I did work while I was in law school. I worked at Ramsey County attorney's office for a bit. Um, and after that I clerked at a law firm and I said, I hate it here because I couldn't be myself. You know, even when I graduated, um, I wrote my long paper on the history of the felony and I got a C and I'm thinking this is all about, this paper is about us and how, how crimes have been kind of modified to be attributable to crimes by black people. Mm. Like something like loitering, you know, public intoxication. Um, if more black people were doing it, that was a felony. Well, and but you had non-black people doing things that were worse. And those were not. Or felonies. even the same things and not being... And having the law not apply to them. Exactly. You know, they're a very exactly. uneven uh, application of the law anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I had one professor in law school who was black. Well, ac actually two, but I, I took one. One was uh, Judge uh, Toussaint, uh, okay. Court of Appeals Judge. He was um, my evidence professor. But another professor, I, I didn't take his class, but... There were no black women teaching at right. William Mitchell. Um, so, of course, my professor graded my paper was white. I said, whatever, just give me my diplomas. I can get out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> but, still, it's still, you still made it through. But Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I went into private practice because no one would hire me. There were no black women in the state in private practice doing criminal defense. Right. And coming from Milwaukee, I understand crime. Um but I remember the first day um, I had a trial, and it was um, a guy who was a community leader, and I showed up to trial call with my box, my very first trial. And the judge did the cattle call, calling the lawyers and the cases. What's your, what's your box? What do you mean by that? Oh, it's, like a, it's box, like a legal paper. Like, yeah, like a whole oh, yeah. bunch of crap. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if I show up with a box, I mean, everybody knows She's the lawyer. So I, okay. I'm going good. to trial. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. so, just, just clarified. <laughs> I show up with my box. It's got all yeah. my trial bond binders. Yeah. And the judge said, who are you? And I said, I'm the lawyer. I'm the defense attorney. <laughs> she said, you're a lawyer? Are and you I said, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in front of the whole courtroom. Jesus criminy. I said, yes. She said, you passed uh, the bar. Oh, my God. And I said, yes, I did. And you could hear a pin drop because the lawyers were just mortified. And at what? <laughs> like at, at the fact that you could pass the bar? They were mortified that she would say that. she would oh, say that. Oh, That's where I was, I was afraid okay. the story was I needed, going there. Oh, I needed they, to hear that. Yeah. So they, they were. so disrespectful. It yeah. Was, I mean, it's. 
outrageous to it's me. It's outrageous. Yeah. But, uh, and her name was Burl Nord, Judge Nord. She's I mean, like and 100 this is 20 years, old. years ago. Uh, at that time, she was probably in her, in her 60s. Okay. I mean, I would hope she was at least 120 or something. She, yeah. I mean, that's her like behavior. really, really old school. Well, also, yes. if she's a she, it, yeah, she it. must have been something of a first. You, w- you would think. You would think. You would think. And you would think there'd be some solidarity in there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 But for this 29-year-old to show up, you know, prepared for trial was just unheard of. Something she couldn't fathom. Yeah. 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 And I won that trial, by the way. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. I did. I won your own trial. trial. Yeah. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Well. Did you have role models that were in law that were people that looked like you? What was the original inspiration to become a lawyer? Is Was it because your study of Africology and you really wanted to do something about that? You know, I'm the kind of person if I don't see anybody black doing it, I start thinking, why not? <laughs> and I what just, about this I idea? I just do it. Why, why not? <laughs> no, that's exactly. I knew you'd make a good guess because you, that's, that is entrepreneurialism. Anyway, I don't want to get out. I mean, it's but more that's important what drives than that. me. It's more important than that. You're right. Why not? Yeah. Why, why is not? someone not doing this who, who has the same skin pigmentation as me? You know, like it's not, it's like... The idea that there's so much, like, that someone would think it's weird that you passed the bar in, yeah. in the last 20 years. I mean, it's just craziness. Yeah. yeah. Let alone, I, why I, aren't people owning businesses? I stock businesses? boxes, third shift at Target. Yeah. To, you know, pay bills. And um, by that time, I, I was off-sectioning. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm just doing this. I, I'm just going to make my own way. Um, I've never received unemployment. I, I just... You know, I just figure I'll figure it out just to have my own business. And I think a lot of people, when they have an idea and they want to do something, they think that they have to stop working or give up everything. Oh. You just have to work hard. Yeah, you, you can't stop working. You actually, can't stop Because the thing you're starting is, is not going to pay the bills for exactly. a while. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got to have some consistent paycheck coming in. Even when I started private practice, let me tell you, I worked at New York and Company. I worked at Rogers and Holland Jeweler. <laughs> if I if I had a button on here that was like, I could mark the the lesson point. I you know. know for the, oh, we should have a button for a lesson. <laughs> here, I'm a, Ding. <laughs> um, no, I mean seriously. So that's a really important thing for people who want to start something new to understand. It. it I think a lot of people start things and think that it's going to work out right away. Like they're going to step into it and everyone's going to be like, Oh my gosh, you're doing this great. I'll buy your services or do whatever. And it just doesn't work that way. It takes a while. It, it takes a while. And there's so much to learn because there's so many people that hold on to the information and don't want to give it to you. Oh yeah. So totally. you're really figuring it out the hard way. I mean, uh, I tell people if you want an easy job, don't start your own business. No, 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 no. Definitely don't because start your it's own not business. For the, not for the week. If you want to sleep, get regular rest, don't start your own no. business. Too true. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's not going to work. It's you true. Know, that, it's true. And, but, and that there's t- tenacity in there that, you know, a lot of people who start something and have as much 
barriers, not, not only natural barriers to having a business, but that all the other barriers that might come with your skin color and your race and your sex sex, and all of that. Right. And people wonder, well, if I were to have to quit, when do I choose to do that? What am I going to quit? Like, it seems to me, as soon as you put that in your mind, you put one toe out or you make plan B. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you've talked about this. You're done, right? And somehow or another, entrepreneurs have just kept their eye on the prize. And just when things came up, what did you do? You you just keep working at it. You keep working at it. Um, You know, so many people are comfortable with the known even if they don't like it <laughs> I know right? right where you're going with this yeah, so. <laughs> going to that job every day and yep. they just they don't want to venture into the unknown and that's okay yeah that, that for some people that's that comfort and that security even not loving the job but knowing that it's there and doing yes. that's there's there's you should take pride in that too yes but for some people you got to start something. You got to, you? you You have to start, yeah. you know, even opening a dispensary. Oh. I, okay. So you, it's, remember, Sam has not, has no idea. Well, I, I do know that that's the okay, case. Right. But I, I want to, before, I, I think we're going to take our little half break here in a, okay. in a moment. No so, way. We're here already? Yeah. It goes like that fast. We're having so much fun. I'm having so much fun. We've got a few more minutes. All right. But I didn't want to okay. get into the whole dispensary thing because oh, I want to I want to dedicate take plenty. take a step back. I, I want to take plenty of time to go into it is what I'm thinking. Okay. Does that, that make cool. sense? Cool. Um, but you said something in there about um, sort of protectionism or you mm-hmm. at least alluded to it. Mm-hmm. And that's always true too. I mean, the system's... The systems we have in place and the, and the people who already have the businesses, they don't want other people to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. and, and whether that's conscious or subconscious, it's something that is truly out there. It's not easy to find resources. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, people have um, a little bit of a desire to start a new business or they have an idea and they go out and they search for resources and they think that everyone says like, oh, just... Just look into this or check with that group. They'll help you. No. Or, or call me. We can go have coffee and yeah. they don't answer your call. No. They, mm-hmm. it's, there aren't a lot of resources. It, everyone likes to say that there are. You know, That's what I've found anyway. That's yeah. so it's, Midwestern. It's, ha- it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, hey, let's go for coffee. That's great. And then ignore. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hiding the ball, mm-hmm. which is what I went through in law ah, school. Hiding you the know, ball. I like that. Yeah. You know, and the answers are just... Shit, give it to me. Yeah, just, just let me do this. <laughs> just let me do it. I'm just trying you know? to do what everyone else is yes. trying to do. Yes. Like, yeah. It, it, like the first year of law school was so difficult, you know, and it was like, you know, playing this game, you know, and it, and that's how entrepreneurism is. Yeah. It's like, why don't you, are you afraid that you won't make money because I'm making money? Yes. There really is enough money. There is, it is not a zero around. sum game <laughs> there or whatever. There is more than enough money to go around. That's absolutely the truth. And, and the, it's not a zero sum game. It's not like if, if I start a business and I'm successful, then your business is going to fail. Like there's competition amongst businesses. Yes. If you, if you put up a gas station across the street from the other (laughs) gas station, you might be taking some of that person's business. Most of the services that are provided, the, the businesses that people actually run that are, are kind of their own expertise as a service those aren't taken from anybody else. You're, that's more of a meritocracy there. Right. But 
Um, no, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think that even think that gas station idea, I mean, I think we, if you put a gas station across the street from a gas station, both of you get more business because mm-hmm. everybody goes to gas station corner. That, that might yeah. very and well that's be why, true. That's I mean, why everywhere you see a McDonald's, you see a Burger King. Yeah. Because more people come, you don't take it from them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could see that being true. If you got <laughs> Coke in one cooler and Pepsi in the other co- cooler, they're still making money. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's, there's clear evidence of it because there's all these places where all of those things exist. But, but I do think, you know, people, people do tend to think along those lines. If, if we give out the information, then, then we're not going to have as much or we're not going to make it. And I think when I see that, and when I think of kind of the, you know, the, the tangled history of our country where like we really did truly uh, enslave people. We did really, truly, uh, you know, endeavor to, I mean, we took kids away from Native American families and put them into boarding schools and stuff like, and, and to atone for that in some way, I, it seems like we should get to the point where we, uh, where we just don't protect things. And we just accept that because there's so much wasted talent out there. There's so much, there's so many kids who are so smart and so important and so wonderful and they yeah. don't get to see the path to something where their potential is realized. Well, I think sometimes too, it's like I fought and scratched and well, you literally fought <laughs> and scratched and, and, and fought my way to where I've gotten. And now you're asking me to advise you. Nobody advised me. Yeah. Oh, there's probably that you know? too. Huh? Yeah. You go find your way. Yeah. You just go find your, you'll figure it out. Yes. (laughs) I agree. I think that's, there's, that's That's partially true. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you personally feel that way? I feel like I have asked people that I know really well for help that have been, that have, and just, just like even emotional help, you know, as, as confident as I am, um, I, I do doubt myself quite often and I need someone to say, this is normal sometimes to me. This is, this is, it's normal to feel like you're a complete imposter or it's normal to feel like this. Or you know what I did when I did that? And I find sometimes that my, uh, successful friends sometimes, um, don't remember what it was like. It's like to be in the beginning to be, to be, yeah. a, I mean, you know, I had that conversation with a kid out you just now, just, just today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I hope that we can build through this through like, this is why we're doing this show, right? Is yeah. some way for, yes, people do. If you're thinking about starting a new thing, or you're thinking about venturing off on your own, you need people who, maybe I can't help you that much, but I can at least talk to you about it. I yeah. can at least and, meet you and get to know you. Yeah. And if you weren't scared or nervous, I would think there's something wrong with you. Totally. That's true. Yeah. Yes. You, you might be a sociopath or something. <laughs> if something, you're not weird, yeah, you're I still might. Yeah. Be. If you but. are totally confident and you're not scared, I would think, oh, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Because it is very, it is possible and it happens all the time that fear and faith occupy the same space. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe that, you might not be successful because that fear is is showing you what can happen and the faith is what's going to carry you through the day. 
Yep. You know, every time you see that mountain, yes, that's fear. But the faith is what's going to make you climb Keep the mountain. Keep taking steps. Yes. And eventually you've climbed the mountain. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. she's so zen. I like it. Do you it. like meditate? <laughs> I mean, I just being in your presence, I'm like, I want to hang out with you every day, Absolutely. all the time. And Absolutely. like feel that zen. Calandra's you like, know? I don't think every day. <laughs> I'm sure it's exactly oh what she's thinking, but I'm trying to get it on record that she would agree <laughs> to hang out with me every absolutely, day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can go have coffee. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to go tell have me what coffee. You, yes. Tell me yes. what you're thinking. Tell me what stops you. Yeah. How, what can we do? What is the first step we can take to make your dream come true? That's right. Yeah. God, and how can we help the kids? That's what I just, I think. I love great. the kids. I know. I love them too. I do. I want them all to, I want them all to feel like. Like they can stand there and, and, and look out at the future and be whatever they want, yeah. whatever it is, whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. How do we take care of the kids? How do we take care of the next generation? Why aren't we taking And still care? they're hard workers, right? And still they, they fight and they have tenacity and they believe and they have that faith and yes. they don't, they don't, um, they don't think they're not worthy. I know. People like I, to bag on the kids. They like to malign yes. the kids. And I'm like, quit it. I, w- I will <laughs> tell you this. So, so in school, my, my son's friends, parents, they didn't like me okay. because um, the kids always talked about what a cool mom I was because mm-hmm. I would tell off a few of the teachers and stuff. <laughs> and um, the kids would come to my house because they felt they could be themselves. Mm-hmm. And they were gay mm-hmm. um, or they maybe like someone of another race. Mm-hmm. And I was the cool mom because you could come to my house and not you know, be judged for that and not so. be judged, yeah. you know, and we've even taken in some kids who were kicked out of the house mm-hmm. because they came out to their parents. And um, so when you talk about kids, we love kids. My son is gay and we are I am his number one cheerleader. Because I feel like if we don't support our kids, however, whatever decision they make or whatever they choose to be or, you know, whatever they were born to be, yeah, then yeah, who, however it works. Yeah. However that works. And guess what? what? We have to love them unconditionally. What business could is it be, ours anyway? Let me tell you. That's what I tell people. Who cares? Yeah. It's not. It's not. It doesn't affect I, me. My sexuality or my things are me and you're yeah. you and we should just love each other. Anyway, yeah. yeah. How can I help you get a job? How can I help you start a business? Yeah. How can I help you get in school? Just be the best you because, you know, this child could be the next one who cures cancer. Yeah. They could be the next president. They can, you know, take us to the moon. We don't know what these <laughs> kids could be if we don't nurture them. Yeah. If we don't believe in them yeah. and honor their and their opinions them. and yes. love them and love them, love honor them, their love talents, them. no matter what they are. And it, you know, it's, it, yes, they could become president, right? Or yes, they could be the next Taylor Swift. Or they, could, or they could talking to the Swifties yes. out there. You know what I'm saying? Or the queen bees. Or the queen the, bees. Exactly. Yes. But they also what they won't be. If you believe in them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they might just manage the gas station across the street from the other really gas station. Well. And that's great. Yes. You know, they're doing great doing that. Like, or they could be one of my clients. Yeah. Right. Criminal defense clients. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I hope I never need you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if Julian, I do, I think the I, you call me. To, I'm going to take your card. Yeah. Because, you know, it's kind of a miracle I haven't needed a defense <laughs> attorney. <laughs> and what you tell point. me stays with me. Just because. <laughs> 
Not on here. Okay, all right. Yeah. Just want to be clear. I think everyone that knows me is, it, whenever I say, I've never been arrested, and they're like, are you really? Not yet. <laughs> you know, most people, it's like, well, yeah, normal normal people aren't arrested. But for me, they always, they're always surprised that I haven't been. <laughs> Yeah. I can see that based on personality. You don't have like, you don't have the look of the person who's like ready to be arrested. You know what I mean? Like you're pretty well put together. So you just don't look like the person who's out there getting arrested. But have I, you, have I you been on jury duty yet? I have been on jury duty. Did you enjoy it? Um, it was, um, it was an incest case oh, by a Jesus. father and it was, um, um, it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It was, and I was the, of course, the jury uh, foreman. Is that what really? It's yeah. I um, always try to eesh. figure out who the foreman's going to be in jury selection. I was the foreman, and anyone would guess that I would be the foreman. Yeah, and that's, that's her. <laughs> when it, you know, it was like just trying to wrangle those people. Like, well, maybe he didn't do it, and I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine that you think that, but the daughter came and said on stand what her father did to her. I'm thinking she's 13. She's not lying. Anyway, so it was heartbreaking and I hope I never have to do it again, but, um, I think I should do it again. You know why? Because I, because I did not see with my own eyes what was happening right in my own community. Mm -hmm. And I did not uh, advocate enough for people that needed to be advocated for. And, um, I changed my tune on many things that I did. I was also an elected official at the time. And so, um, I, I, I made sure that they were listened to and that they were honored. Yeah. I mean, we gotta, we gotta, whatever. Now we're, now we're well over our time, but we've got a, we've got a society to live in here. People, we should be making it nice. You know, as much yeah. as we can, we well, should it's all like, be it's like get out of your silo, right? Get out of your silo and learn about the people that you're living in community with. Don't just hang out with the same people all the time. You're you're not making the world any better. And I'm glad you stayed on the jury. You'd be surprised how many people don't believe it's their civic duty oh, it's to be on the jury, one. and they will make all kinds of excuses to get off the jury because they don't want to do it. And it's so important for... It's so important. It is so important. that The power that juries have... I mean, isn't it one of the things that, that they say? Like, I don't know the saying, but isn't it like one of the most important yeah. parts of democracy? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yes. All right. On that note... Whew, man. Wow, you guys. Yeah. Maybe wow. we should add some cannabis to this That's, conversation. Uh, entrepreneurship. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what you learned? <laughs> But but good stories. Um, All right, we'll we'll come back in a little bit. Here you are. You've made it to the middle of the show. Buckle up because the second half is going to be even. It's different. It's, it's always different. different. Things uh, the the little the little train goes off the rails or whatever the it whole does. bus. It usually the... does. By the second half, we're relaxed. It's coming. Here it comes. Yeah, I talk too much. Middle. See ya. Bye. Have fun. <laughs>
I, I did it. We're starting the second half. Is this how you're opening boop, boop, the second boom. half? I did it. I did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I got started. Yeah, I did do it. I do it. I pushed I the did. button. I have I, jobs. I, oh my <laughs> you just God. get to sit here and talk. <laughs> I know. I really kind of like that. I like that. Do. Do you remember, remember what I said when we first did our agreement on doing this together? No, he but said, you're I want to do a podcast, but I don't want to do a podcast. <laughs> like, I don't want to be doing anything. <laughs> Yeah, except talking. Except we're talking. And meeting people. And that's fine. That's fine. That makes uh, that makes for a good co-host. Thank you. I I, I like appreciate it. that. All right, Calandra. So we we skirted past, I'll say. We, Just a little bit. Yeah, the uh, cannabis part of it. And it wasn't because uh, we're, we're not afraid to tackle the whole cannabis thing. It was because I knew that it was going to be a fun conversation that was going to take up a fair amount of time. So let's just let's just recap real quick. You grew up in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, Pat, Wisconsin go. Wisconsin school. Uh, That's right. I was just there last weekend. Were you? In mm-hmm. Milwaukee? Yeah. Yeah. I still love I, it. You know, I, I get back enough just so that people don't say I'm a Minnesotan. Oh, really? Yeah. You're I don't want to be a Minnesotan. What the fuck? This yeah. is nice Hell here. No, no, no. I'm a cheesehead for life. Really? I don't care how bad the Packers are losing. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm a cheesehead, and that, I I'm I love Greek freak. Okay, but it, like no, I, I you never, can't say anything. Well, I never just quite, don't say anything. I never quite understood why, like, like, like I take. Uh, I was in Azerbaijan for a while. Anyway, so Azerbaijan and Armenia, they've been at it for years, right? And then when you look at them geographically, they're like smaller than Minnesota or Wisconsin. Yeah. They lived right next to each other, and they're all cousins, and they all fight. They all hate each other for some reason. And I always think like. I get the whole cheesehead thing. That's fine. You want to be a Packers fan, but but Minnesota, Wisconsin, they're pretty similar. Like you don't, you can't just adopt Minnesota as your new home. Yeah. Nah, we don't have the Minnesota nice. Well, Minnesota we just nice, we just say it. we just fucking say it. Well, that's, that's right. true. It, Wisconsin. I mean, especially you guys Wisconsin. don't drink yes. enough. To be Wisconsin, you don't <laughs> have do right realize. kind of sport right. balls teams. Right. Sports balls teams. You don't make good cheese so like we do. I think Minnesotans drink a lot, but what you're saying, and I've seen it firsthand, Wisconsinites, holy <laughs> shit. It's it's like a second profession for Oh, everybody. yeah, you go downtown, everybody's drinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you know, kids <laughs> can drink with their parents they in can. Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, yeah. And honestly, you go to any bar, I mean, some of the hoity-toity ones are like no we're not serving your kid but most almost every single bar will have will be happy to serve your child i spent a little time in in northern wisconsin at a friend's cabin or whatever and we went to the local the local bar restaurant and i'm like i had my kids and i'm like oh this is how you know where you're in wisconsin honey they had um they had a pool table and one of those basketball games where the where the and they had a kid sitting up on top of the on top of the basket <laughs> other kids were throwing the ball to him and there were like six kids dancing on the pool table i'm like yeah, yeah that that's wisconsin yes. that's what happens yes. here yeah. yes when my grandmother would babysit me there were two places we went and i'm telling you i was like six seven eight nine we would either go to the tavern and i would sit next to her at the bar yep. or we would go to the racetrack So so I learned how to gamble early on. Like a lot of my family members, some of them shoot pool for a living, have never worked a day in their lives. (laughs) And, you know, you watch the pool, you know, the show where there's tournaments and sometimes my cousins aren't there. (laughs) 
<laughs> even today. Yeah. All right. That's true. It's my favorite place, honestly. Yeah. I was I, I was just at a I was just at a bar and I'm not gonna say where it is just so I don't get them in trouble, <laughs> but I was just at a bar in Wisconsin, which I often am. And um everyone was smoking cigarettes yeah. in yeah. the bar, right? And I'm like did the federal law change? No. I mean, why are we all smoking? And they're like, no, we come in here and we all, when it's cold outside, we decide we put enough money in a kitty that if we do get fined, we have, we've paid for the, <laughs> us being it. So they have this kitty. And if they do get fined for smoking in the bar, then they, they've got the fine paid for. <laughs> you know, that's classic Wisconsinite. So yes. classic yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 I even love Wausau. Have you been to Wausau? Yes. So my best friend, she's still my best friend, uh, born and raised in Wausau. And um, I went to a bridal shower and went to uh, her wedding. And her family would like fight about who I was going to stay with, me and my son would stay with. So I stayed with one of her aunts. And I woke up and there was this big print on the door. And I said, what is that? She said, that's a bear. <laughs> I said, I ain't, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not coming back. I, I, I love you guys. You're all white people. Because there's two black people black in the city. People don't do I bears. counted them. There's no I black down the people in Wausau. I, no. Yeah, I, I said, no, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm, I can't do bears. No. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Well, and nowadays you've seen too many, I've seen too many video, YouTube videos of bears chasing dogs inside yeah. of houses. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they're, they're okay then. with it. Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, like, oh shoo, 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 shoo. That's the bear. Yeah. Just like a bear. He just came to get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do, I do love Wisconsin. I do oh. love, I love Wisconsin. <laughs> I think we should get an entrepreneur up. A small bar entrepreneur is in here as well <laughs> from Wisconsin. They, pro they produce a lot of CV CBD, premium CBD Wisconsin in Wisconsin. Is. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin's super industrious. You go to almost every little community and they've got like some national brand that, oh, yeah. you know, like Kohler and Tecumseh and Oneida and all of these places had, it's the Germans moved over there and they, and they were like, well, let's start a big company. Uh, but they started them small. It's a very entrepreneurial state. I don't always love their politics, but I don't like getting into politics. But Wisconsin's a weird place. I don't think we very much like their politics it's either. It's a little weird. It's yeah. weird. It's, I, and it's so like, yeah, it's just a little weird. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like someone gets voted in as governor in Wisconsin. And it's like Uncle Joe gets voted in. And, and, and they're just like, well, we'll just keep voting for Uncle yeah. Joe. You know, whatever. Right. Just, just Uncle Joe. Well, Tommy yeah. Thompson, I just that's exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, I should have just said Tommy. And Thompson. you know, it's in some cities it, that's the way it is here because I ran for judge in 2018 in Ramsey County, and I ran against a city sitting judge, and I everybody hated her. She was the most removed judge in the state. Oh, cases. sure, yeah. And um, I did something different, so. This race in 2018 was the most diverse race in history. You had four black people running for judge. Yeah. So we would travel around in doing these judicial forums. And I won the primary. And when we ran, you know, in the general election, we, we found people and I didn't win. Um, and none of my colleagues won. 
but we found that people just check the box. That's because the voting they electric didn't. doesn't know anything other than incumbent. Sure. Yes. Whatever. That's it. Yes. Why put but, incumbent on the th- sheet yeah. is my question. Yeah. In but, other yeah. words, it, all they're doing is catering to people who have no idea what have they're voting no for. Have no idea. People who yeah. have never been to the They're like, house. oh, the dude's been doing it for a while. Yeah. Got to be good. Yeah, it's, it's got to be yeah, good. They, yeah. 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 But people, there are a lot of people who have never even been to the courthouse. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And they just vote incumbent. But, you know, it was an opportunity to educate the public because they were really interested. There were a lot of people that came out because they didn't know anything about the justice system. No, and, we don't know a lot about our political systems and the way things work yeah. and the court systems. and But I enjoyed poking her in the eye, just so you know, and um, making her spend money. It, well, with you, I'd have to worry that that's not a metaphor, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, oh, <no. laughs> you didn't poke her in the eye. <laughs> so I grabbed a sack, uh, threw some hair grease in there, and I smacked the guy. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I love it. And, and I will tell you a quick secret. Um, so um, there is someone who's going to be running against her, and he's reached out to me, and I've agreed to help him. Great. Yeah. So he can. I don't live in Ramsey County, but I'll I'll help. <laughs> if you support this person, I support I do. this person. I do. Yes. I do. He he asked me if I was going to run. He said, first, you know, I don't. Uh, you reached out. Very nice. I don't want to step on your toes if you are going to run oh, again. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Um, at, but I responded back and it said respectfully, no, I got a few other things going on. They're yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little busy. Yeah. But well. I wouldn't mind helping you. I'll fit you in. <laughs> it, uh, I'll fit you in. I'll fit you hey, in. let's have coffee. Let's have coffee. And then you really do it. That's right. That's oh, right. you follow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy yeah, idea. Yeah. I'll Crazy. Put, put a little tincture in this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be so mellow. He'll, he'll just get voted in. He'll yeah. get voted in. Yeah. Yeah. Say all the right stuff. <laughs> he'll be smooth in those debates. I don't think, I don't think that we will solve on this show. I don't think we'll solve the problem of people being disengaged from their political yeah. bodies. That's just the way we are in America. It mm-hmm. probably has been, it's probably like that most places, I would guess. It's probably more pronounced here than it would be in other places, but... Anyway, anyway, so what's this, uh, what are you doing (laughs) with, because from what I know, so you're not just opening up a shop, right? Or are you opening up a shop? It's open. It's open. You've got a shop. Okay. Saturday was the opening day. Oh, we missed the opening day. That would have been perfect for us to show up. It was fabulous. Where is it? It is at 8509 Jefferson Lane North. Okay. What's a good zen? Good zen. Zen? Zen. Good zen. Make you feel good. Like zen. I did good not know zen. that when I said you really? were so zen. Yeah. I did not know really? that. Oh, no. I believe that. Good zen. Good zen. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh and what uh what do they sell at Good Zen? I <laughs> <laughs> sell zen, Sam. We sell zen, lots of zen. Um we sell edibles. Uh with THC mm-hmm. and THC products and CBD products. Um, we also sell really cool swag with cuss words. Okay. Um, our biggest seller right now is a t-shirt that says, fuck that respectively. Oh, I want that. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Someone just came in yesterday and ordered 10 of them. Um, <laughs> you know, we have really cool mugs that says, you know, coffee is good for you because crack is bad. 
Um, <laughs> or at least my kids aren't ugly. You know, things like that. Um, we, we have several other uh, products. Uh, one really big seller is a uh, candle. It's called Regular Ass Candles. <laughs> it's made by um, a brother out of um, Illinois. Um, but our biggest, biggest seller on top of the edibles is a drink that I created with my son. It's called Slay, and it's five milligrams of THC. Mm-hmm. We have three flavors, strawberry lemonade, berry mint, and um, peach mango tea. Okay. And it, Slay stands for you can slay anything, no matter your sexual orientation. Oh, so our it. goal is to encourage more parents to support their LGBTQ children, um, especially since, you know, Minnesota is a haven for transgender children. Um, and, you know, I, I just really want to support um, um, same sex couples um, because my my son is 29. OK. And we've been talking a lot about um, surrogacy or adoption. Mm-hmm. Um he would be a single parent, which, you know, he's not, you know, feeling too good about that. But I said, I did it with you. So, you know, I'm here to help you just like my mom helped me. And um, you, so he's got some support. Oh, yeah. You'd be around to support. I mean, that's yeah. tough being a single parent. I like uh, all other factors aside, I can see why um, even with the dysfunction that happens in most marriages, yeah. I can see why putting children into uh, homes with two, two people is, you know, preferred. Yeah. Not, not to say that they're better because they're not necessarily better. They're not because, you know, I also do divorce cases and I tell (laughs) my clients that kids would rather be from a broken home than in a broken home. Yes. If it's not working, then let's just put a period behind this and move on because chances are you are not being your, your 100% self. For no. this child, if there's all this cl- this conflict and you're fighting in front of the child, and wouldn't you rather just kind of be whole again and be happy and be a be a 100 percent parent, even if it's in two different households? Yeah, the kid you, will appreciate you much more for that. You got a lot of positivity though, because you're <laughs> because uh, you know I would say, wouldn't you rather be 80 percent a person? Than, than the 40% you are now or whatever, only yeah. because <clears throat> I think the ideal of being perfect is just like unattainable, you know, yeah. as, as parents, we have to accept that, I think. Um, yeah. But anyway, I know I worked with kids for a long time and I, I kids, uh, kids clue into all of these things. And, and we, the, a lot of people sent their kids to the place that are the camp that I worked at mm-hmm. while they were going through a divorce. And, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Ugh. And, you know, it was a real hard realization for me when I had my son, because, um, you know, since we're all family here, I might as well tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when I got pregnant with my son, um, the guy I was dating, he told me he had three children. Well, I found out at that time he had seven children. Mm. And as of now, he was he just has, bad at math? You know, he was bad at a lot of things and keeping it in his pants was one of them because my son has, I, let me get this number right, 23 siblings. Oh, geez. I am the only woman who has one child with him. So I'm 
the only one that had enough sense to say, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So, yeah. Wow. I'm wow. imagining one way or another, though, I'm imagining this is a very charismatic man. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, got he's, some, got some, he's got some lines. He's got Don't some you think? charm. He's man. got some charm. He's got the lines. He's got, and, and at that time, he had a really nice motorcycle. Ooh, a motorcycle. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, there are some things happening on that motorcycle. Ooh. I will, um, I will mostly keep my mouth shut right now so I don't get in trouble. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent idea. I'd like to get back to the cannabis. That's why I have one. Let's get back to the cannabis. Yes. yes. <laughs> so what did inspire you? I mean, I love the drink, right? Yes. I love that you worked yes. it, on it with your son. I love the name. I love what it represents. I love everything about it. You could have just done that or you could have done that with a soda, right? So is it, is it canned? Like, like, it is. Is, it, is it produced and made and you got the cans and they're there and people can buy yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People came in and, um, they got a lot of pre-orders. So, um, more than we can handle. So they're like, I'll wait for it. It tastes great. And we'll also be at the food and wine, uh, event, uh, March 2nd through 3rd. Okay. But I like, uh, is that, uh, is that in St. Paul? Uh, it's actually going to be an Egan. Oh, Egan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Food okay. and Wine Magazine. Yeah. So, so, but from a, from a business entrepreneurial kind of standpoint yeah. here, right? Okay. So you got the idea for a beverage, right? You, I, my guess is, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. My guess is that you saw that there's a market for it. Mm -hmm. And so let's make something because we can make money off of this. That's what you should be doing these things for, right? That's the purpose of starting a business. Why would you guess and just not ask her why she opened a cannabis shop and made a cannabis Well, no, but, I'm, but the can of stuff, the, the reason I'm getting to a point, though, I always, I always go on these circular wow. sort of long, long-winded bullshit conversations. No, but my, but the thing is that, so you, so there's a canned beverage of something that needs to be made, but there's all of them that already exist. So you're already, you're, you're looking at making something that competes with all of mm -hmm. the other ones that already exist. Mm -hmm. And then, so, you know, let's say that an, a young entrepreneur is listening to this. How does one go about making something that is like already out there in the market? Do you can this stuff yourself? Do you reach out to people who, do this sort of stuff? Do you pay them a, a bunch of money up front? How do you get something started that doesn't exist, even though there's already other versions of it out there in the world? So I, uh, I found a formulator and, you know, of course you can't get any business loans for cannabis. So, Oh, because it's not federally. Exactly. Yeah, legal. Exactly. Okay. So, um, I, I had a really great credit card that I kind of maxed out. Well, but it's like a loan. That's supposed yeah. to be um, the worst yeah. way to do things. I've done it myself. <laughs> I totally understand. But it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's paid itself. Yeah. It's paid itself though. Yep. Um, so I paid a formulator um, and they actually gave me a deal because they liked what it, what we stood for. Yep. Um, and I was very clear that I wanted an African American to do the strain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to, you know, help someone else in business. But um, making this drink meant so much because there were no other black women doing it. Right. And you have, I think it's 180 beverages, THC beverages now. Minnesota has gone up 
89% in terms of THC beverage sales. Oh, they're all over the place. Yes. And these People THC beverage sales, they saved our breweries during COVID. Sure. Yep. So in spite of that happening, businesses are being saved, but black women are still being unaccounted for. And you still have that black dollar, right? Spending yep. money. Um, me, myself, I've tried beverages and, you know, since we're all family here. I I don't I don't like the seltzer water taste. I don't either. I don't like LaCroix. I don't like the sparkling water you get from Target. I hate it. It makes me burp. It makes me pass. I just I'm like, I can't do this. So this drink is full of flavor. It's low carbonation and people just love it. And you don't taste the 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 weed, but it relaxes you. And it's a totally different feeling that I felt from drinking other beverages. Like I felt chill. I wasn't trying to eat up everything in the house. How did you get more chill? How did I mean, you yeah. get more chill? Yeah, I mean, just, I do you see what I'm saying? Like, you came, it you was, started out pretty chill with a fiery side because you will smack a person. I, I will. So, yeah, that's I right. I will in that's a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. But um, it was so chill, I could actually sit there and watch my Fargo series. You know, and concentrate and felt relaxed and, you know, yeah, I love Fargo. Oh, yeah. I hey love there. Fargo. That, oh. that dare show is real good. Oh, my gosh. I love Fargo. Oh, I love it. Too. Uh, yes. I love our world. I could. Yeah. I mean, I love all of our world. It's just sort of fun. Um, but, you know, I, I actually um, I found that there needed to be a brand behind it. And I felt a story, like, right? yeah, yeah, the LGBTQ market was so underserved here. You know, they're buying products, but they're not being represented. And my son has friends, both gay, straight, trans. And one of my assistants is trans, too. So I felt like I really just wanted a voice for them. So the advertisements, you know, we're doing photos now. And, you know, don't be afraid of who you are. You know, if you've got a wife or a husband, that's what you got. And let's let's be proud of it. Yeah, there's um, I mean, the the last uh, for whatever it's worth, the last 30, 40, 50 years uh, have been seen dramatic improvements in people's treatment of, you know, all of these different things. But we know there's still trouble out there. Like there's, yeah. we know there's still problems that exist. So. Yes. So I get it. And those, that's a market, too. So, well. I remember being in North Carolina when when they said that trans people couldn't go into the other bathrooms, mm. and I was I was in North Carolina, so of course I had to pee in the man's bathroom, yeah. <laughs> just because right. that's what you do, right? right? I I do that. Yeah. If I really gotta go, I will go in the men's bathroom, and sometimes they go, hey hey, I just walk in the stall and shut the door. Yeah, yeah. And well, you know, I go to sink, wash my hands next to him, and then I leave. A toilet's a toilet when you gotta go. You gotta go. And if you're at a place where there's mostly women, exactly. I don't understand why. And and I again, not to get like you know way deep into politics or something, but like <laughs> this is the hill people want to die on. I know, right? <laughs> like the, you can't, you what can't you use this happening? toilet, like. What you you fucking care who goes and sits <laughs> in that toilet? Yeah, like who cares? Leave it alone. I gotta already. go. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm going now. I know. And there's people who like get really riled up about it. And you know, like if you're watching, hey, you know, <laughs> what? I just don't know what to say other than like, it, it, does it really matter to you? Like, it doesn't. 
There was there but was a guy in the airport. It does matter to some people yeah. so much. There was a guy cleaning the bathroom yesterday in the airport, and he said, "Oh my God, do you want me to leave?" I said, "Nope." And I just walked <laughs> next door. Just, just got to use the bathroom. I yeah. think I'll be fine. Yeah, and I said, "Have a nice day." Yeah, That's what we do. Everybody poops. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes, yes. So why cannabis? So why cannabis? Like, it, was there? A, you don't do anything without a statement. Yes. I already know this. Yes, because you're my yes. new best friend. Yes, yes. <laughs> but why cannabis? So, um, my grandmother died of multiple myeloma mm. in 2001 when I was no in law school, and she smoked weed literally every day, mm-hmm. every day for years. You know, and she was my grandmother was just so chill. Um, <laughs> But when she was diagnosed, she was already at the end of stage four. Um, so my mom, my mom had moved back to um, Milwaukee in 2009. She didn't go back to Vegas. She, so I'm going to go with the family in 2009. So in 2010, I saw her and she had some lower back pain. And I said, you know, what's going on? And she said, well, they said I have sciatica. And you know, my gut said, that's not what's going on. Mm. So I said, I'm going to bring you back to Minnesota and see what's wrong with you. So I brought her back here. I took her to North Point. Um, and she was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Mm. My she father's was, in the midst of surviving yeah. multiple myeloma right now. How's your mom? Did she live or? She, she's in her second remission. Okay. Um, but she was having, um, she was already at the end of stage three. Yeah. I got her into a study with the Mayo Clinic. Was it in her spine? Um, well, the lower back pain is one of the symptoms. Yeah. But, it, but yes, she has, um, so in her pelvic area, the doctor said it looks like you punched holes in styrofoam. Yeah. My, my father ended up with it in a spinal column, which yes. is not in, in the cerebral spinal fluid is not the most common version. Mm-hmm. It's more aggressive ones generally. So, yeah. Yep. So, um, with the chemo, taking the chemo and the and the chemo pill Revlimid, mm-hmm. she had a lot of neuropathy in her feet. Yep. So I went to Vegas a few years ago, and we went to Planet Thirteen. I don't know if you've ever been there. Just that's my dream is to have a Planet Thirteen. So one of the no butt tenders, I don't even know what it is. It's just a huge dispensary oh. that's like a carnival like. It's Look at us. crazy. Of course it is. It's Las yes. Vegas. It's Vegas. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Of course it is. So the butt tender was talking about um, a vape pen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Butt yep. tender. Butt tender. I get it. Is that and what they call them? They call it, they're called butt tenders. We have butt tenders. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're called. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you have a t-shirt that says butt t- bud tender? Bud tender? I, I will now after this conversation. <laughs> bud tender? I want one. <laughs> I love my bud tender. Yes. Yeah, that's so works. I love this bud tender. So he started telling me about this uh, vape, for, this cartridge for pain, and it helps with neuropathy. Mm-hmm. I said, give me one to try. So he gave me one, took it to my mom. It helped. Yep. So I go back. I get like three more. Then I go to California, and I get some more. And it's the first time she had been able to sleep in years. Oh my gosh. So I said, you know, if it, if it ever becomes legal in Minnesota, I'm going to open the dispensary and help people with their pain. Because now I understood why my grandmother smoked it every day. And I understood how it helped with my mother. So in the midst of this, I, as a lawyer, I can't sleep. Our brains are always going. Mm. So I also got some edibles to sleep. It's the only thing that helps me sleep. 
And I didn't want to take pills anymore. I didn't want to take the Ambien. I didn't want to take the Trazodone. But the edibles with CBN, the THC and CBN helps me sleep. Mm -hmm. So when the edibles bill, um, the glorious edible bills that got got past the Republicans, that's another conversation. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I'm curious how that happened. Wasn't it just like, oops, I don't get this language. They can't read. (laughs) They can't read. It's plain and simple. You didn't read it. So... (laughs) Whoopsies. So <laughs> once, um, you know, once that happened, I said, okay. I said, no, what's coming, coming next? So in January, I spoke at the Capitol, um, and I spoke about um, the statistics behind uh, women and minorities involved in the cannabis industry. I'm guessing there's a whole bunch, right? I mean, you're you're probably one of just a, like, you got a, you got a, uh, like, People of Color Cannabis Association of Minnesota. And there's, there's like a whole bunch of members, and you meet you meet at the Hilton or whatever in the dining or in the big yeah. the big room, and you got the whole thing, and everyone's like those awards and shit. Or is it just you? It's just me. Oh, okay. it's just me. You ever uh, throw yourself an employee appreciation party? No. You should start up the. Uh, Black women's <laughs> cannabis is so gross. Well, I, I did Minnesota. start uh, Minnesota Association for Black Cannabis Professionals. Yes. yes. See? And we, we've had one big seminar, over 40 people attended. Yeah. And it was to teach people how to get into the cannabis industry. There you go. So I had panel speakers from realtors to security to lawyers and just speaking about what they need to do to get started. So, you know, I... When I was speaking at the Capitol, I explained that only 5% of businesses in the cannabis industry are women and less than 2% are minorities. Mm -hmm. And I said, Minnesota can be a leader in changing that. Um, And I also explained how cannabis has affected my clients from being evicted from their apartments, from having their cars searched. Oh. Um, to to other issues, to losing their job. And the people that pay the price the most are children mm-hmm. because if they're homeless or their parents are not employed, they pay the price and then they're discouraged or um, they aren't able to live in neighborhoods with better schools or they're not encouraged to go to college because now, you know, Mom is a single mom. Dad has probably gone to prison. And when you look at these statistics, it's black and brown people. Yeah, it's it's really dismal, actually. It when is. Look at those things. And, it it, and it's not benefiting any of us. It's like, not. It, it, I mean, it just isn't. It's not good for us as a right. society. It's not helping people. It's not. It all needs to be fixed. I think this yeah. is a great conversation because I don't think people recognize the fact that cannabis is legalish in Minnesota. Yeah, what a um, equalizer it is, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm wondering: it, have people who've been uh, convicted of uh, cannabis crimes in the past been uh, released of those? Have their have their I think there's efforts afoot in Minnesota. Yes. yes. But Are it, you a part of that? No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, but we have spoken to the state. Um, we've had calls with the state about being more involved with our events going forward 
because they would like to come speak about the next steps. So for instance, in January, there will be an RFP going out to nonprofits so that they can uh, disperse uh, grant money by the state. Brilliant. In case you, uh, in case you're, because we have, you know, let's say we've got some younger folks or something, but RFP is request for proposal, correct? Yes. Yep. And so, so who's requesting this? So um, the state will not be giving out the money directly. Yeah. The nonprofits will be giving out the money. So someone who wants money from CanTrain or uh, some of the other grants provided by the state, they will then apply to the nonprofit okay. to get money. Okay. That's mm-hmm. great. I think we should definitely share some of that on our on this episode, whatever number it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, um, I assume you mean like type something up that says these are the resources and the things that are going to happen? I'm putting that on. Yeah, you. and that RFP will go out. No, I don't. I don't do <laughs> towards the end the of podcast. January. <laughs> I do the podcast. I don't do the podcast. Do the podcast. I'm just giving that's, her a little bit of a your job uh, to do the podcast. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious about the business side of you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, uh, I I would like to hear a little bit more about that because, you know. All of us have these causes, right? I started mm. I started a nonprofit, several nonprofits in the past, and like none of them, I mean, they all ended up being money suckers, not mm-hmm. money creators. Mm. And you have found a way here to be an entrepreneur, have a cause, and make some money. So I, I that balance like that balance of being a business mind and a social advocate and a legal advocate. Mm-hmm. How, how do you balance that? Where do you put your focus? Like, what do you do with profits? You go for a party, a slate party. <laughs> I would have a party. Obviously I just had a party. Yeah. I would have a party. So part of our proceeds go to anti-bullying campaigns and HIV and AIDS research from the drink. Um, at the dispensary, when you come, which I hope to see you, when you come in, the first thing you will see is an art gallery. And the art gallery, it, you'll see paintings of Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Um, but you'll also see uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You'll also see um, um, uh, Michelle Obama, you know, and, and you'll see good trouble. You'll see... You'll see tons of stuff, people that have impacted us, you know, in the fight. Um, But you will also see um, things for Black History Month. You'll see something for March, which is Women's Month. And um, throughout this, during in the spring, you will also see um, we will have something called How Are You Feeling Today? And people will be able to write on a piece of paper. How are you feeling? Are you thinking about someone who died? Are you thinking about starting a business? Um, and you can sign your name to it if you want. But our goal is to get at least 300 letters from people on that one page to say how you're feeling today. Mm-hmm. It can, you can fill up the whole page. You can fill up. You can just give us two sentences. And we're going to put that on the wall. I love it. Because our goal is we want to continue to be part of the community. So our profits allow us to continue to be part of the community and pay our bills pay staff, create jobs, but the drink goes towards something even further. I love that. Yeah. So no parties then. 
no parties. Okay. But I love that because <laughs> it is a whole um, energy in creating profit around mm-hmm. a whole different cause. Mm-hmm. And it is, you still have to be entrepreneurial. You still have to think like a businesswoman. Yeah. Um, and you're driven by this intrinsic value that you've yeah. created. I mean, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in awe. And you'll hear some cool music when you come, come in through the ceiling. So, um, you know, every dispensary you go to, it's kind of quiet. You go pick your weed and stuff. Uh-uh. You come in, you know, you might have your coffee and you're going to be standing around looking. And then you go into the next room and you talk to your bud tender and you'll see all of our really cool products. What time are you open till? <laughs> I haven't been to a dispensary we, since I was in Amsterdam in like 1999 or something. Like I, uh, not I have no issue with weed. I used to smoke plenty. Of course you did. Yeah, back when. But it it, it has uh, it's not really stuck with me as I've gotten older. Yeah. You know, but I drink too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got their thing, right? All right. Well, we've we've managed through a uh, another. Another second, or you know, the second half. We're 36 minutes into the second. I just, I, I, I don't want to like, cut it off, but I don't want to. I'm know. amazed by you, <laughs> and I, I want to help you, right? I want to, I want you to help me more. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm, I, my mind is open. My brain is on fire right now. I'm just so amazed by who you are, and um, all the way from taking that hair grease and yeah. knocking out, and then, and again spending the next year and a half at that store to I mean that's that's just like next level uh I mean I don't I don't want to use the word tenacity but just sort of like staying after it <laughs> just like uh, we're not giving up year I and a half that, in yeah that's uh, I think she was slaying it back then yeah uh, get I it I like to think so and, it, and oh, if, if you I know a any, drum I would do that I and if you know anyone somewhere. with some really cool paintings so the paintings are for sale and 100% goes to the artists and these artists have absolutely no formal training but you'll love the paintings when you I will I you will know, come in I will buy paintings I, let's get one for the yeah. office yep. that's what we're going to do yes. right here in the podcast room yeah I love it when people uh, display artists' work because there's there's a lot of artists and they they sit on piles of beautiful stuff that should just be out there in the world. So, yeah. yeah, there's Let some nice stuff here. There's some nice stuff in this uh, building as well mm-hmm. from lots of different local artists. So, um, yeah. except for our our walls are empty. We did forget <laughs> to uh, thank our sponsor. Uh, Twin Ignition. Twin Ignition. Startup Garage. Twin Ignition, they have two spaces now, so it's not just the Startup Garage here. Yeah, but the Startup Garage is where we are, and so that's the coolest space. It is. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, Calandra, I, I feel like I feel like there's more to this, and since this was the first time we've had you on, I think what we need to do is um, anticipate a six to nine month uh, <laughs> down the road, kind of let's get you back in and see how things are going Absolutely. with the shop. Because we'll talk about all the stuff that we didn't talk about on this one. You know what I mean? Like once you've done it a couple of times, then uh, like if you've done it once, you've gone through all the uh, like get to know me stuff. The second yeah. time you're going to be even more open. <laughs> like you- Absolutely. And, and, you know, um, I'm open to teaching. So if you want to ask questions about kind of. How do we do this? How do we do that? Because people who are listening, maybe they want to get into the I industry and they don't know the first place to go, who to contact. Um, there are 
lots of people out here who will help. And one of those people is me. So. <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're not very far into this particular show, um, the recording of these episodes. And, and that is exactly what I hoped would come of this stuff is that, yeah. um, you know, there's a reason or a reason for us to make a show like this. And that is so that someone listening might find their people really like someone who can help them do the thing that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, and I, it, it's evident that the things that you're building are, um, you know, your motivator is community clearly. Yes. Um, and you have to be profitable in order to get there. It's yes. beneficial. Um, but it sounds like you're doing great stuff. Yes. I hope so. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for coming here and talking to us and enlightening. I don't know. Sam, you never can tell when he's enlightened, but I am (laughs) amazed. (laughs) No, you're probably right. (laughs) 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 Well, I was touched. It just seems like, you know, he's pretty zen too, actually, aren't you? He he seems to be pretty zen to me. I'm probably the most unstable one. I've got something for both of you to help that. <laughs> You're going to unzen me and zen her. <laughs> You'll we'll be feeling real good. Next time we have a show, we should all have a gummy. I, you know, we I, should have a gummy show. I, it, uh, or, or a, a can of slay. You think the words come out oh, slow? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You think it takes me a long time to make a point now? <laughs> Wait till the weed's in there. You, know, um, you just never know. No, I do, I do love the, there's two, uh, you know, we're already done with the show. We said goodbye. This is Minnesota. We can say goodbye for another 15, 20 minutes. Um, no, the, the, the idea of like the, the social justice aspect of, of legalizing marijuana and stopping putting people in jail for yeah. minor marijuana and disrupting families and their lives that I, I love that things have finally headed that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love the other side of it is, uh, you know, forever people, I, I mean, ever since I was a teenager, I remember weed being around and it's this illegal thing, Yeah, but it's like, it, why, <laughs> why yeah. anymore are we yeah. doing this? You know? So the fact that there's, that we even have the ability to have an open conversation about it. If you're, if mm-hmm. you know, if you're bothered by this, I hope you shut this off a long time ago. <laughs> it's just weed. You're going to be yeah. okay. You, well, I mean, it's safer than alcohol. It, I mean, there's, there's so much about it that is just like, but, but you have to retrain people because for a long time, like you talk to any older people and they're like, Oh, pot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of people that are giving their parents gummies because there's nothing else that'll help what they're dealing with and they can't sleep. And it's just a miserable experience. Yes. I'm referring to, if you talk about the stigma around weed, there's still, there's still that leftover thing in the culture, but yes, the old people are starting to get onto it too now. And then they talk about it. They're like, you know, I well, tried not, the weed. Like it's, they don't call it weed. No, they, they'll I, be like, I had the gummy. They're not, they, if they correlate it yeah, to that so joint, scared. they saw the kids <laughs> yes. smoking at one yes. time. They're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm just taking a gummy. Right. Well, you want to hear something really funny? Of course. So, <laughs> so my husband who you'll meet, um, who's a true Minnesotan born and raised. Oh, good for him. Ice fish fishing. Oh, I'm not yes. doing that. I love him. Um, great ice guy. Fishing. Yeah. Um, but he's an associate pastor at our church. And when he told me that he wanted to be a pastor, I said, you know, I'm still selling weed, right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I said, now, I hope you told him you smoke weed every night. 
in the garage. <laughs> He's like, well, kind of. I said, well, you better tell him. <laughs> so <laughs> the day before our grand opening, he shows up with these shirts. Okay. Every, the whole staff has their goods and shirts, but our shirt says, I sell hope. She sells dope. <laughs> and then the other one says, she sells dope. I sell hope. <laughs> oh, my God. You two are made for each other. I am not kidding. Well, there were pastors who came in and did pre-orders. And they said, well, I don't drink alcohol, but I can drink that. Yep. So even pastors are drinking it now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely things are trending in the right direction. Yes, they we'll are. We'll say that. Yes, we'll they are. That. Yes, they are. And, and I really do believe that uh, me as a black woman, had I not come out with that drink, they probably wouldn't have turned the corner to say, you know what, I'm willing to try it now. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, you I'm sure that you give license to people in that community to try yeah. something. Yeah. Well, I mean, for God's sake, she's a lawyer. She, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, like well, you it, don't fuck with her. It creates a whole <laughs> new perspective around it. It's yeah. It's like she's a respectable lawyer. She yeah. has credibility. Right. It's not it's not like which means I have good weed. Which means you have you <laughs> know I'm how not, to discern. I don't, I don't know that I know a single lawyer who doesn't smoke pot to be honest. And I know He's a lot right. of, I know a lot He's of lawyers. Right. Every lawyer I know. It's a hard job. It is. Yeah. It is. And I, I mean, have I'm serious. To chill you out. Them some them some pot smoking. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. <laughs> Pot smoking and wine drinking. Yep. Whiskey, whiskey, with cigars yep. dipped in whiskey. That's my my visual of lawyers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cigars well, and yeah. whiskey. The stress. Uh, well, and a lot of uh, to be fair, a lot of entrepreneurs drink and, and smoke as well because yes. it's well, not another me. stressful. <laughs> yeah. Not, not Juliet. <laughs> Clean living. Nothing mm-hmm. but it. All right, you two. Uh, this was really, really great. So. <laughs> Good. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Don't cry. It's over. Oh, you did it. You made it to the very end of the show. You know what you can do to help us? What can they do to help us? They can tell their friends how awesome this show is. Yeah, why not? They- why not? You know what else? And I don't know if people know this or don't know this, but like if you if you found us and you see us on socials somewhere, just hit repost or sh- or you know share it with your community. Share, repost, follow. Isn't there a follow option? Yeah, of some follow, kind? subscribe. We're not going to charge you anything. No, just hit the subscribe button. No, it's we just need you. to create a community around entrepreneurism and how the real shit happens. <laughs> I like it. Well, because we're real. You said it in the intro. Real, real, real. We, we talk real. <laughs> um, no, seriously, tell your friends. What a great show. Oh, my gosh. These people are doing the best work ever. Yeah, right? That's what you should say. Yeah. 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 And uh, just come back. Have fun with us. We we love this. We'll have someone. Uh, we'll, we'll interview someone cool next week, too. Someone completely different. Yeah. From prison. Thanks. <laughs> we always have to have that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>